Welcome back to Work Woman. I am pumped about today's episode because I'm going to share stories, but also tips on why you should fire an employee. I'm gonna give you 10 different reasons. And these aren't just your normal reasons for why you should fire somebody. These are 10X reasons. These are, if you're a business owner and you wanna know how you create a real culture, you have to know what you cannot allow inside the culture. Some of these things will shock you. I know as I've had experience with all 10 of these reasons, they definitely shocked me. So let's just get right into it. The first reason, now this isn't in order of priority. Some are probably more important than others, but one reason number one why you should fire an employee. If your employees go to a strip club on their free time, there's really nothing that you can do or say, and you cannot use that as a reason for firing them. But if you have a company policy, even if you don't have a comp company policy, I'm pretty sure you could still fire them. But especially if you should have, if you have a company policy where it explicitly states that you cannot hang out with clients outside of the event, you cannot drink with clients, you cannot have meals with clients, but you cannot also attend strip clubs or any other extracurricular activities with clients. And then your team members proceed to go to a strip club with clients and then they post it on social media, that is absolutely a reason that you can use to fire a team member. You do not need to go through a full uh, performance improvement conversation before terminating that person. You can terminate that person immediately. I've had my handful of situations where I've dealt with this in this company and also previous companies. You know, you just get into client facing business types and sometimes team members think, oh, I'm just like buddies with the clients and we're just hanging out, we're shooting the shit. First of all, you should never have an, have an engagement with clients and team members or culture that promotes that. Like you are professional at all times. There is no looseness in the environment. But when this happens, and this is, wasn't even that long ago this happened at Cardone Ventures, at first, we had a, a team member try to deny it. And like, listen, the last thing I wanna do is fire somebody who's actually really great at their job for hanging out at a strip club with a client. Like it's an uncomfortable conversation because quite honestly, my opinion is you can do you in your free time. Like whatever you need to do, whatever you wanna do, it's not my place to judge you. It's not my place to have any sort of statement about my employees' extracurricular activities. But when a team member was like, oh no, I, um, I didn't do anything on Sunday night and then you show them the photo of them with a client and a 10X pin or Cardone Ventures hat on, all of a sudden, not only has the employee lied to you, but they've specifically violated the policy that you've put in place that says, hey, guess what? Here at our organization, we don't do this. And so how you avoid things like this, sometimes things are just unavoidable at events with clients or in social settings, but we do a training every single time before we have an event to let every team member know, even the ones who have been to hundreds of our events, hey, this is what our policy is. So that Natalie can sleep well on any Sunday night, even if a team member is going off and doing this, I still know, hey, I told these people this is what the expectation was. I know that there's a policy in place, so I also feel good on that. And as a situation like this comes up and you're like, man, I've never had this experience before and it wasn't in my policies. It's not the worst thing that it's not in your policies right now, but what I would highly recommend you do is for the next 
nine items that I tell you about in this podcast, you should make every single one of them a new process in your business so that wherever it is that you need to start sharing this with people, you can say, hey, this is what we don't do with clients. This is the whole list of them. And this is how you build and document all your company policies. It happens because you actually have real life experiences because you can't know everything. Some of the other things I'm gonna tell you, like, no, I'll just, I'll just wait, I'll just let you get there. But some of these other things, I could have never imagined that somebody inside our environment would do this, but they happen. And once they do, the only thing that makes you feel better about them is if you put a policy or some sort of process in place so that it never happens again. Even if it never would happen again, it was so random and it was a one-off situation, you have to put a policy in place so that you feel more confident that you are handling random things that could take place in your business. Because the less random things that take place in your business, the more confidence you're gonna have about growing and scaling it. So on to number two. Second reason you should fire somebody, insubordination. If somebody has a conversation with you and they ask you, hey, I would like to do this thing. And you say, that's not gonna make sense for us at this time in our organization. And they proceed to do it anyway. That is a reason to fire somebody. I don't have to have multiple times where somebody directly goes against something that I say to get rid of them. Very specific example. Recently, I had a team member who asked me if they could throw a company party while 80% of our team was at an event. And at first, I was like, oh yeah, maybe, you know, the team's at an event and maybe the other team feels bad that they're not there. Maybe I should make that happen. And I was like, wait a second, hold the phone. The 80% of the team that is at this event, they are working. This is not an event where everyone's just high-fiving each other, learning a lot, taking down notes. Like every person at this event is waking up at five o'clock, maybe even 4.30 in the morning. They are joining a team meeting. They are on their feet all day. They're interacting with customers and clients. They're doing things that are far outside the traditional professional services type roles that they were hired for. And so what message would it send to our team members that, oh, we're just gonna have the other team members at home who quite frankly aren't working as hard as the people who are at the event and they get to go celebrate with a lunch. So I, in email, denied the request. It's like, you know, this doesn't make sense. Just the previous week before we had had a party for some holiday. It's like, this just, nope, we're not gonna do this with not a lot of additional context because not a lot of additional context was required. Come to find out a week after the event that not only did this team member still schedule a lunch, the team member called it the cool kids lunch which is kind of isolating to the other team members. Like, why are they, why are the other team members not cool just because they're working and, and at an event? It's very divisive. And the other component of this was after everybody had paid for, or after everybody had ordered their food, the particular team member said that Natalie, in, in quotes, Natalie did not approve this expense. So therefore, individual team members, even though you thought this was a Cardone Ventures event, you have to pay for your individual meals because Natalie did not approve this expense. It is insubordination at every single level. 
person was terminated immediately. As soon as you have documentation and somebody says this is exactly what happened, you obviously have to verify and confirm. But any time in your business where you say, hey, this is what's happening, and somebody else very clearly takes another direction, as long as there's no confusion. So this is why I say like, I said these things in email. It wasn't a conversation. It wasn't, you know, me uh, communicating in, in some difficult way for somebody to understand. It's clearly written out in black and white. Do this, but this wasn't completed and said that was done. In that situation, we're, we're terminating that person immediately. No performance improvement plan needs to take place because again, it's a confidence issue. If I think every single time I tell this person to do something that they are going to go do something else, it's gonna cause me to question, hey, is this the right person? Every day when I wake up, the last thing I wanna be thinking with is, man, is my team actually gonna do the things that I've told them to do or that I've asked them to do? If you're asking that question, it's not likely that you're talking or thinking or having bigger conversations for how you move your business forward, how you scale and grow, how you take advantage of new opportunities that have come about in the marketplace. So insubordination at any level, even though this lunch thing might seem silly, like I went back and forth on this one too. And I, I let you in on the thought process behind these things because even though I can explain it in a way that seems very black and white, in the moment, it's still difficult because that person is fulfilling a role inside of our business and that role isn't just like a nice to have role. Every role that we have, just like in your business, is a need to have role. So when I have to make a decision to remove somebody from their role, it's painful for the organization. It's a difficult thing for us to navigate, but I do it anyway, despite feeling conflicted about it, because when I think about the type of business I wanna build, I don't wanna build a business that has people who do something different from what I say. Like that's not the type of leadership that we believe in around here. So number three, being late. Now, am I gonna fire somebody on their first offense of being late? No. Would I fire somebody for being late to a significant client meeting that they had plenty of time to prep for and they were just nonchalant about it? Yes, I would, because who are we here to serve? We're here to serve our clients. If our clients aren't served and our clients think that we're so non, what is this word I'm thinking of? Non, not non sequitur. There's a word, lackadaisical, so carefree about their businesses growing that we can be late, that doesn't work for me. So being late is incredibly important, especially for your client facing roles. Internal team meetings, is that the worst thing? No, especially in an environment where there's Zoom and Google Meets and Slack and all of these technologies that we use that sometimes fail us. But if it happens more than three times to something that's important, that person is being fired because if they can't show up on time on a recurring basis, like I can't waste my time, you can't waste your time. People who are consistently late, they don't have this appreciation for all of the other people that they're impacting by that. Number four, this is a fun one. You should fire somebody if they steal from you. Doesn't matter at what amount they steal from you. In our case, we one time had a team member who had the audacity to take their entire family, I can't say his or hers, so I'm just gonna keep you guys all guessing. Uh, this team member took paid time off and took their entire family on a trip to Hawaii on our company credit card. 
So there were hotel charges on the company credit card. There was a jewelry charge on the company credit card. There were sunglasses purchased. There was food purchased all on our credit card. And the team member didn't bring it up, never said anything about it, came back home. It was about a week and a half. No, not even that long. It was like three or four days later when our controller looked at our books and saw the credit card charges. It was like, did this get approved? Was this something that was like some conversation around where we paid out somebody's goals for a trip to Hawaii? And I said, no. And ladies and gentlemen, this team member still proceeded to lie and tell me that they didn't go to Hawaii. It's like, oh no, even though I was on PTO, I was handling this medical issue with my child and I was not in Hawaii. How could I be in Hawaii? I'm struggling financially. I don't get paid enough money to take trips to Hawaii. All this conversation. Then we call Amex and we're like, hey, Amex, was this credit card charge potentially fraud? Like, did somebody just use our account that happened to be in Hawaii? Credit card company said, no, this card was swiped in person. So Natalie, being the sleuth that she is, guys, I learned my sleuthing skills because um, every boyfriend I had in high school cheated on me. So I'm like the ultimate at just figuring out how to dig. And luckily I don't have to use these skills at all these days. But in this particular occasion, I looked up every one of this person's children's and it was like with a previous last name and I looked up every single child. All of them were blocked besides one. And the one that wasn't blocked had a photo in Hawaii on the exact same dates that these credit card charges had taken place in Hawaii. So we terminated this role immediately and also had a police investigation because stealing over $10,000 from an organization can put you into jail. So stealing, is it okay if somebody steals? Now, this might be like a crazy example and you're like, wow, nobody has ever stolen $10,000 from me. So you think this actually happens in businesses that we consult more often than not, where they just don't realize that there aren't enough controls in the business uh, to, to recognize and to notice when people are stealing. And it might even be a couple hundred bucks here and there. This is one of the things that I talk through is our checklist at our People Essentials Workshop. So if you're interested in spending two days with me talking about how you hire people, how you avoid making all of the hiring mistakes that I have made. So ideally you don't hire people who have um, criminal records. Ideally you don't have hire people who just aren't great team members. I teach two full days at the People Essentials Workshop. I would love to have you there. If you're interested, go to cardoventures.com forward slash people. That's cardoventures.com forward slash people. I know we have one coming up here shortly. And this is a really hot event here at Cardo Ventures. And they fill up very, very quickly because despite most people thinking that marketing or sales is their biggest problem, oftentimes it really does get down to, okay, how do I scale and grow through people? And how do I align them? And how do I find them? And how do I retain them? So this People Essentials uh, workshop is specifically built to answer all of your people questions. With that, number five, 
oh my gosh, these are just, I feel like this is kind of like walking down memory lane of all of the people that I've fired in my past. And it's kind of fun. I'm, I'm not mad about it. So number five, one of the reasons that you should fire a client is if you're, if you're, I'm sorry, not firing your client. That's another podcast. We don't have to fire any clients on this podcast, maybe in a marketing one. Reason number five that you should fire a team member is if they are doing unethical business interactions with a client. So it might not be going to a strip club, but are they acting unethically with the use of time in the relationship with your clients? We had a client once who put meetings on our team member's calendar because somehow the client and the team member had developed such a strong bond that the team member shared how overworked they were and how stressed out they were. So in order to help our overworked and stressed out team member, the client would schedule meetings so that the team member could rest and nap. I mean, come on, like, how is this real? First of all, the client, like that's its whole other issue. But the boundaries between a team member and a client should be professional at all times. There is never an instance where one of your team members should be telling your clients about the woes of working with you. And it's this fine line, right? Because you want your, your team to service your clients and you want them to know everything about your clients and you want them to be all in with your clients. But how do you ensure that people do not start oversharing and they don't cross the line of professional with personal? So you have to make these examples. As soon as you find out something like this is taking place in the environment, it sends a message to every other team member that we do not tolerate this shit around here. This is absolutely unacceptable because quite honestly, like who wants to be in a work environment where people on the team are such drainers that they talk about, oh, did you know that with this particular client, they're just putting meetings on my calendar so I can sleep? Like that would be so repulsive to me if I was excited about my career, if I was excited about making more money and excited about where my future was going, that I had a team member next to me thinking that that was cool. But sometimes you have your best team members or your top performers, I wanna say best team members in quotes. You have your top performers or people who are really close to your clients that just get away with murder because they are so great. And when we made this decision to fire this team member, like we did that at the risk of losing that client. But we did it anyway. Like we are not relinquishing our control of our environment because one client would be pissed off that one of their new best friends who's our team member is no longer with the organization. It's, it's a risk that we're willing to take. It is a risk that we would be willing to take every single time because it's absolutely, to me, it's totally disgusting and, and intolerable. Okay, number six, any sort of attitude. Like you should fire, and maybe fire is a little too strong in this context, but you should work through any sort of attitude in your environment. If people are pushing back or people are negative or people aren't on the same page as you, that's really gonna take a hit to you if you know that every meeting that you have, there's gonna be some naysayer or some form of objection to where what you're more likely to do than handle it is actually just relinquish whatever the goal is. And the more you relinquish your goals, 
the less likely it is that you're actually going to be able to create the things that you want in life. But we allow it because they're team members who we're dependent upon. And so this attitude thing, it's like, how do you nip it in the bud? I ideally, and guys, I'm not perfect at this, although I will say I have a lot of amazing team members alongside me who really appreciate my leadership style because I'm very blunt. And so when Natalie is operating at her best at any given moment, ideally when the attitude is given, I don't fix it in that moment. Like it's not for me in front of a team, in front of a group of people to be like, hey, why are you being so negative right now? Now, I will do it as soon as that meeting ends, especially if that person reports directly to me. So I would, I would pull that person aside. I'd be like, hey, JC, why are you being so negative? Hey, Tristan, why are you copping an attitude? Like I would handle it right in that moment. Now, of course, neither JC or Tristan would ever cop an attitude or be negative, but you get the point. It's not waiting two weeks. It's not waiting till the performance review. If there's attitude in the environment and you sense this pushback, you have to call it out immediately. The only time I'm gonna do that in a group environment is if the whole group is on that same page. But if I see that I only have one bad apple and everybody else is just kind of allowing it to happen and isn't really in a position to say or do anything about it, I will absolutely be the first person to say, hey, we don't do that here. Like we don't talk about that here. That attitude isn't allowed here. We literally have signs that say no negativity allowed, which helps us remind people, hey, this is, isn't the place for it. If you want to go be negative, go work for our competitors. Like, Go figure that out some other place, but this isn't going to be the place for it. So I wouldn't fire somebody on the spot for it, but if it happened more than once and I've corrected somebody on it and it happens again, I'm putting them through the performance improvement process, which at my People Essentials workshop, I dive so deep into how you actually use corrective action to ideally get the behavior to change. So if you're interested, go to cardoventures.com forward slash people. That's cardoventures.com forward slash people. And I get to teach you for two freaking days, two whole days. You'll be like totally sick of me by the end. Probably not, but maybe you might be sick of me talking about how you actually fix performance in your environment. Number seven, a reason why you would fire somebody. If somebody lies to you in your environment, there is no lying tolerated. There is no lying allowed. If I ask somebody, hey, what was our statistic on how many videos were created? And someone's like, oh, there were eight videos created. At first, if I'm an inexperienced leader, I might just be like, oh yeah, that's so great. Eight videos were created, that's awesome. But as you learn with leadership, you should trust your team members. Trust is important in any environment. You should trust, but you should verify. And if somebody tells you eight, but it's actually four, then did that person actually lie to you? Well, you don't know until you ask the follow-up question. Hey, you told me that it was eight, turned out it was actually four. Did you know that it was four? Oh no, I didn't know that it was four. Okay, not a problem. I understand why you might not have known that it was four. Next time, when I ask you how many videos were created, instead of guessing a number, I need you to make sure that you look at the stats so that we can have a, a full conversation around what do we do with those next four videos. So you nip the misinformation in the bud, but if somebody, because people never lie under, and so that's where this like firing piece would come in. 
Because if they're continuing to say, oh, it's 10 and it was actually six. Oh, it's 25 and it was actually 15. Well, why don't they ever say, oh, it's five. And then you're delighted because it's actually 15. Well, that's because it doesn't never works that way. People always will tend to over-exaggerate. Over but if you're forcing them to look at the numbers, then you're not really wondering if they're lying, then they're just incorrect. And if they're just incorrect, somebody can only be incorrect for so long before you're incompetent. If they have the data in front of them and you're asking for the data and you're ensuring that they're checking the data, when they give you wrong data, incompetency is what's existing in the environment. And can you handle people who are incompetent while you are building a rocket ship? No, NASA does not hire people who cannot look at the data, they cannot look at and verify all of the information that goes into all of the work that they create in order to build and launch and deploy and every other fancy thing that you do with a rocket ship. I equate what I am building in our business as a rocket ship. I'm like, guys, we are, we're on a rocket ship. We're building the rocket ship. This thing is flying. We are like outside of the atmosphere. I don't even know if that's a real thing, but like this ship is moving and it's important that you're paying attention to all of the details and all of the information because as the person, for me, that's responsible for directing and navigating and ensuring everybody's working on the right things. If I have wrong information, it could be life or death, death in a rocket ship. Now, is it life or death in our business every single day? I think so because business owners rely on us and they depend on us. And I just got off of a meeting this past weekend where somebody said they had been depressed and on narcotics and suicidal for about a year and they stumbled upon some 10X content and they showed up to one of our events and they took their business from 800,000 and they 500, they've, they've had 500% growth from when they started to now. And he's confident and he's excited about life and he's pushing things forward and his relationship is better. To me, that's a life or death, death scenario. But if I don't know, oh, how many videos do we have? And I'm worried about that. I'm not actually keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is our clients who need us. And this is the same thing in your business. Whatever it is that you do and why you started your business should be at the core of the driving decisions that you make. And so when your team members are off by things, yes, there's some grace in the process. And I don't expect people to be perfect because I know I'm not perfect and I don't always have everything right, but I hold myself to the standard. And if you're not holding yourself and the team to the standard, then you're just gonna be confused. And nobody wants to be around people, especially leaders who are confused. Okay, similar note on this. I kind of blended seven and eight because seven is lying. Eight is lack of confidence. So these two things go hand in hand. If you haven't substantiated that somebody has lied to you, but all of a sudden because they're incorrect all the time, you have a lack of confidence in them, they gots to go. Lack of confidence in team members, especially if you're going to the moon, it you have no place for it. There's no time for it. So. If they're lying flat out, fire them. If you have a lack of confidence, to me, that's a three strike you're out rule. And on that third strike, like third strike would be firing. And for whatever reason, <laughs> in my performance improvement process, I have clients who I've said at the process where the third step, it's like, you're gone. But they tweak the third step where they're like, 
okay, well, if these things that I've listed above don't get fixed through this corrective action, then we'll have a fourth conversation. I'm like, no, you shut that shit down on number three. Like, why wait four or six or 10 times talking to somebody, having the same conversation over and over again, if you know that they're already not demonstrating it? It should not take any more than three times because somebody's not gonna think that you're actually serious. And I promise you, the whole environment will take you very seriously when you remove the incompetent people, not the great ones, not because you just decide that you're going to be an ass one day and you're just going to fire a couple people just to send a point. No, you remove the people from the environment that everybody already knows they're incompetent. And then you watch the environment shift so quickly because they take you seriously when you say, hey, this isn't allowed here anymore. So lying, absolutely not. Lack of confidence, I might coach that person for three times, but once we're at three times, I cannot continue to give my energy and effort into coaching you when there's other people that I could be helping that are gonna get this a lot faster. Number nine, at Cardone Ventures, we have access to the most incredible, training technology on the planet. And this technology is called Cardone University. And everybody inside our organization does Cardone University every single day, Monday through Friday. <clears throat> and if they don't, for three times in any given month, they're let go. And I used to like talk about this because I was serious. I would follow up on people, but I, I, after step one or maybe step two, I'd never actually had an experience where somebody missed the third training because it's not that difficult. You sign on, you do the video, they're entertaining, Grant's hilarious, you take a quiz, you do it three times. Okay, no big deal. Nobody had actually gone three times and and missed it so that I had to fire them until one person did. And I'll never forget our senior marketing manager came to me and let me know that this team member that was reporting to this to her had missed Cardinal University three times in a row and she had give, been given all of the warnings across all of the steps and I was so bummed this is like that back to back to back and forth thing that I was talking about earlier like when this happens you start to debate with yourself of I mean, can they miss it maybe one more time? Is it really that big of a deal that they didn't do Cardinal University three times? And maybe maybe she did it and it was like at that cutoff that I think the report sends it like 3.15 in the morning. So maybe she did it like 3.16 so that if she did it 3.16, then I could make the case like, oh, she just missed it by a minute. I go through all these rationalizations. I'm like, wait a second, what are we here to do? I tell myself this, I'm like, okay, what are we here to do? We are here on a mission to help business owners achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals through the growth of their businesses. And we are audacious enough and crazy enough and courageous enough to chase after this idea that we could impact 1 million business owners' lives. And now, as the EVP of operations of this organization, I've now spent 15 minutes talking about somebody who could not get their shit together enough three times in a row to do something that is good for them, giving them confidence through learning sales training, giving them confidence through communication skills, giving them confidence through actually being disciplined. Like most people can't be freaking disciplined with anything. You know you have to eat right, you know you have to exercise, you know that you should read a book and do all of these things, and yet most people don't actually do it. 
So here I am making all these reasons for why I should settle in my environment and just allow this person to stay with us after going through, missing through this target of not passing three Carter University segments. I was like, forget this. No, I'm on a mission and I know where I'm going and this person isn't on board. And then it dawned on me just to add, you know, a little bit of salt into this particular wound. It was the 12th of the month. Our Carter University resets every month. So that means out of 10 business days, that three of the 10 days, this person could not figure this out. It wasn't even like the 29th or the 30th, or maybe it's like the 31st of the month. No, it was, it was we were, she'd missed it three out of 10 days, like the 70% hit ratio. And then of course I had to get even more data. And I realized that the previous month she had missed it two times. And the previous month she had missed it two times. So every month for her employment with us, she had almost come up against this, this like hard stop, like this non sequitur. Ah, that was the word I was gonna use earlier. I'm so glad I found it. She like came up against this non sequitur for me. And instantly I was like, this is an easy decision. I'm not putting people in my environment who continue and continue and continue to demonstrate that they're just not a fit here. If I'm willing to do Carter University a month, I'm just, listen, as, a, as somebody who's a leader for you as a business owner, if you do the things that you tell your team to do, if you eat the dog food that you tell your team to, okay, I have no reason to, to let up on my conviction around this. And quite honestly, I have certainty that I'm the busiest person in our organization. I have the most amount of time demands. I have the most amount of meetings. I have the most amount of emails. I just know that this is the truth. I'm not complaining about it. You're not complaining about it, but it's a fact. It's reality. You are, and you should be, if you're the proper business owner who's engaged and who's like really involved with your business, like you're all freaking in. And yet you're gonna let somebody who probably has half of what you are responsible for on their plate, not do the things that you yourself force yourself to do. Like it makes no sense. And so this card on you thing for us is like absolutely not. And it gets rid of people in the environment who just are not a fit. It also absolutely changes people's lives. I've watched countless team members who have never sold a single thing ever who are terrified to talk to people, never been able to close a deal, make $10,000 in commission. Like that's, that is totally life-changing for people. One of my favorites is my recruiter. Recruiters don't sell stuff. Recruiters sell team members as to why they should work in an organization, but they don't actually ask for a, a money exchange to take place when that happens. And our recruiter came to me just a few weeks ago and she's like, Prior to this, like I was terrified of selling. And a year ago, if you would have told me to go do these things that now I do easily, I probably would have hid in my hotel room. Like I just wouldn't do it. But because of Carter University, I'm able to have the confidence to go ask for somebody for $40,000 to move forward because I'm so bought into what we do and I sell myself every single day through this platform. That is amazing. If you don't use Carter University, you absolutely should. You should go to Let's see, what is the link for Cardone University? Cardoneuniversity.com. Let's see if that'll take me to it. Yes, you should go to cardoneuniversity.com right on that page. You can get started with the free trial. It is amazing. I got a little off track there. Okay, my last item. You should fire team members for a lack of results. 
you can like somebody, you can love somebody, you can appreciate somebody, you can have all of the fuzzy feelings around them, they can make you laugh, but really look at their ability to do their job. And if they cannot perform the job that they need to perform inside your environment, they have to go. They cannot just stay because your clients like them or whatever reason you've rationalized. Like, take a step back, okay. If you've hired a director of marketing and he knows nothing about marketing, but you just like spending time with him and he makes you laugh and you know, it just, it's easy to work alongside him, but he isn't actually doing his job. When you look at the job description of, okay, what's a director of marketing responsible for? When you put existing performance with what the performance of that role should be, and there is a missing link, first step would be, hey, director of marketing, let's sit down and talk about what your new role is going to be structured like, because this is gonna be the metrics, this is gonna be what you're, you're measured against. So I wanna make sure we're clear on this. Are we clear on this? And the person says yes to you, and then a month goes by, ideally it's not even a month, ideally it's like a week. A week goes by, hey, let's look at metrics compared to what your, the, the target versus what your actuals are, and they're off. Okay, that's when a performance improvement conversation starts to take place because the most detrimental thing that you can do, your biz, do to your business is not, first of all, have clarity about every single role's outcome, but then once the clarity exists, you have to be driving home every single day that you are looking, that you are paying attention, and that those results are actually hit. And I'm just gonna be honest with you guys, the the last thing that I like to do is like ride people. I fucking hate it. There is like no bone in my body that has any sense of enjoyment about holding people accountable and looking at numbers. It's literally like my last, like on a list of all the things Natalie hates doing, it would be last, total bottom. But I do it and I have to do it because I'm committed to where I'm going. Some people really like writing people. Like Brandon, it's he, he kind of enjoys it. Like I think he gets some pleasure from it. Natalie, not at all. I just wanna be liked. I wanna go shoot the shit with people, but I can't because I'm in a position of responsibility, unfortunately and fortunately, like it goes both ways. But somebody asked me yesterday, I was at this um, client dinner for um, anybody who had moved forward with purchasing a, a product with us. And this client asked me like, what are the sacrifices that you continue to make today in your business? And at first I was stumped by it because I think of like sacrifices that I've had to make with my time in the past. And now it's really clear to me, like one of the biggest sacrifices I make constantly, every single day, is knowing that the people that I actually want to enjoy themselves, to have fun in our environment, and to like me, sometimes, if not most of the time, probably don't because they think I'm a total ass. But I have this as a criteria, results matter. And if I'm not committed to the results and I'm not committed to ensuring that the results happen, I have to be willing to sacrifice somebody liking me in order to get there. But the picture, this is why like at the People Essentials Workshop, I dive so deep into clarifying your mission and clarifying your vision. Because if you don't have these two things, you're just gonna let yourself get swayed and pulled and pushed in your environment based off of the personalities that exist there. My mission, my vision just compels me to have to act in a way to where 
I do things that I don't want to do and it's a sacrifice every day but I've like become a little bit immune to it and I'm sure I'll be like an old calloused woman one day where it won't even phase me but until then it's a sacrifice that you make but it's also the calling that you have if you believe that you can really help people so I would love to spend time with you diving into all of this and so much more in person because then we can customize your people plan and your roadmap for your team members at my People Essentials Workshop. So go to cardoventures.com forward slash people. That is cardoventures.com forward slash people. I would love to see you there. And if you enjoy this podcast, or if you're friends with somebody who has a business and they're dealing with some employee issues, you should send them this. So if you've enjoyed it or if you have somebody, regardless, you should share it. You should have them leave a review. You should do all of the things in order to get this information and content out to people so that we can help business owners actually achieve their goals and not accidentally take steps backwards because they just don't know what they're doing, which that's no good. Let's just, let's just not make that happen. So share the episode, leave a review. I would really appreciate a five-star review. And I cannot wait to talk to you on the next one. Thank you.